Greetings, everybody. This is The Art of the Ages, and today we are going to talk about Rosebud. Before we do that, uh, you know, it occurs to me um, last week, so I just, I, I got really just quite sick uh, over the weekend and um, and was trying to kind of get things together in time to put out an episode, and that just did not work at all. And so uh, it occurs to me that I don't have really a way of communicating that. And so we're going to be trying to fix that in the near future where, you know, either we'll do Twitter or some something or other so that I, I can actually I can actually make announcements when I'm just I'm just have, you know, by for health or whatever reason, I just need to bail on an episode. Uh, so I appreciate you being flexible with me last week. But we are back. We are talking about Rosebud. So for uh, for those who have seen Citizen Kane, um, you know, you, the, yes, this is that Rosebud. We are going to be talking about we're going to be talking about the opening of Citizen Kane. But in doing so, what we're really trying to get at is the dif- difference between exposition and narration, and why that's important. Um, for those who have not seen Citizen Kane, oh my goodness, you need, <laughs> you need to go do This is not going to be the first, This is well, this is the first time. This is not going to be the last time we look at Citizen Kane as just an incredible example of how to put a story together. Uh, this is just going to be one of those instances. And so you owe it to yourself as a writer to watch Citizen Kane because it is a masterpiece in storytelling. Um and it starts from the very beginning. So <clears throat> there's no spoilers in this, by the way. There's no spoilers because we're going to be talking about the first really five to ten minutes of the movie, and that's it. Um, what, what what we start off on is some establishing shots of of uh, Xanadu, the of of Kane's estate, and going through all of the stuff that's in it while always keeping. Kane's uh, uh, room uh, in view, and and we see it as, as the only room with the light on, and and it's always in the same spot on the screen. It's really really cool um, the way Ocean Wells directs that. But um, eventually, we we get to Kane himself, and we see him on an extreme close up of his mouth say the word rosebud and he has a snow globe that he drops and it rolls on the ground and shatters and then what we get after that point is is a news story of Kane's life and announcing his actual death um and and it's just like this just really jarring, you know, just jarring moment where we where we jump out of his actual death scene and in this mysterious word that he has said into into like, you know, like uh, and, and I mean, you know, this was this was the time where you're getting your news from the movies themselves. And so this is like, you know, uh, a real uh, that that's announcing this and giving him giving an overview of his life. And then and then what we get from there is the producers of this reel basically saying that there's there's no personality to it. 
And this is just really helpful for us in describing um, narration versus exposition, because what we have is an info dump of exposition right up front. And what's great about it is the characters say it's boring um, because it is. It's interesting in the way that, you know, gathering information about something you care about is interesting, but um, it is an information dump and it's an information dump about some somebody we don't know much about yet. And Orson Welles, being a master storyteller, knows that this is a problem. But he's got, I mean, you've got to do it. There's, there's some things that you've got to get out of the way first. For those who have not watched this movie, it's, it's, it's Kane's life being told over and over again from different points of view. And the first point of view you get is the purely newsworthy point of view. You know, the bare facts of his life and what he accomplished and what he did and why he's important. And this is the most boring telling of a story. You know, this is, um, I, I mean, you know, this is just the pure, um, you know, A to Z of, of what you've done with your life. You were born this year. This is, you know, this is where you work. This is, um, what you did when you were there. And this is when you died and this is who you married and this is who, you know, what kids you had. Um, the, the, the bare facts of the story. Um, and so what does Wells do to make us care about that? Well, the first thing he does is he gives us a shot in the arm of something personal about, about Cain and something that is going to get our attention. Um, you start off the movie with nothing but questions it's like, this is clearly, this is, cl you know, this is clearly a massive estate, but it is also clearly a residence. This is, it's cl also clearly a rundown residence. And then as we get closer, we get this, this guy saying something mysterious, you know, looking at a snow globe, dropping it and dying. And so... Already we have questions in our mind. And so we go into the exposition part of the story with those questions in mind, hoping that some, if not all of them, will be answered. And some of them are answered, but not all of them. The real question of the movie is when the world's rosebud. Well, not going to give that away for you. Um, and so here we actually see the difference between exposition and narration. What exposition is kind of getting to the point after a few minutes here after what exposition is, is, you know, just the, the background, the information that you need in order to understand the story that uh, just like all the history, like, you know, when, when we have the opening of some movie and, you know, and um, someone comes on and it's like, in the year 2042, you know, the, the, this country nuked this country and then that left the wasteland. It's that sort of thing. Narration is the actual telling of a story. Now, the telling of a story also gives information, but it is in the course of the telling instead of 
of what is essentially background info. Why this is important is because while exposition is very important uh, to the understanding of the story, it's not actually driving the story in and of itself. And so we run into problems in that the story is stuck in neutral when these things, when we're going over these things, you know, and we're not actually developing anything. Instead, we're, we're going, okay, hold on, hold on. Before, before we get any further, you need to know this. Um, and so these are, these are, these are moments that we need to take care of and we need to, we need to take control of because they can be moments where you just really lose your audience. And a lot of us have had experience with books that do too much exposition. And it's just one of those things. It's like, can you, we stop? Can we please stop describing the history of the street? I don't, I don't, you know, and, and it turns out at the end of the book that like half of that wasn't needed at all. You're like, why did you put it in there? And that, that's the danger we run into because we're stuck in neutral. You, you have to understand that you're, whatever you brought into this moment is the only thing carrying your readers through it. And that's got to have enough momentum to get them all the way through. And if, and if it's not, then you're losing them. Um, if, if Orson Welles had started off Citizen Kane with 10 minutes of exposition, I'm not sure how many people would have lasted through it, but there's such an incredible narrative shot in the arm that really just instantly catches your attention in a way that only Orson Welles can. That instantly gets your attention and and holds that attention through the most boring part of the film, um, which is not. I mean, and you've see, if you've seen the movie, it's not ridiculously boring. It's not at all, but it is the most boring part of the movie. Um, but without that that narrative drive to it, um, he would have lost some people. Now, that's Orson Welles doing that, who is a better storyteller than I dare say darn near any of us, if not completely, you know, just flat out any of us. And and so if he is approaching these moments of exposition with such care, then it, it doubly deserves our attention. One of the hardest things that I've had to learn uh, as a writer is 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 just to put it bluntly when to shut up and and it's like and i typically write fantasy right and and or or something at least hinting at the fantastic and so i have these ideas these elements that are going into the story and i want to tell you about them because i think they're cool but the question that i have to ask is are you going to think they're cool and, 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 and do I have, do I have the, um, the, uh, the momentum of the story, um, to, to carry us through that? 
So the good example of that of, of of like my approach to this is in um in my uh series of books The Eighth Power. Um which is a fantasy series if you haven't read them. Well, there is a lot of history in these books, a lot. And uh, and and it's really in and it's really important. What I mean, what the point, kind of the point of it is, is that you have like several thousand years of history that's all kind of hinting at what has what has happened that has been forgotten, and that thing that has been forgotten is the answer to the problem. And so the history and the mythology are really, really important to the book. But I could have front loaded that thing and did just a whole a whole book on, Hey, this is the history of this world. And I would have been bored, uh, bored stupid with it, you know? And so would you have by, by chance? Um, I mean, a really good example of this is I was, I was listening to a, uh, a, um, a, a narrative, uh, podcast that, that did exactly that. And they did two episodes of history. And I, I mean, me and I'm, the, you know, I'm the guy who likes this stuff. I'm, like, I'm the guy who likes the mythology and the the lore of things. But I, I, I was bored to tears by this because I didn't care. I didn't care why this particular land had had this king and this king and this king. Now, <clears throat> once we started the story, and I was many episodes into the story, I cared. By that time, I'd forgotten it. But, but I cared, but it was only because the podcast came to me highly recommended that I even tried to delve into this. So I knew that, I knew that stuff going into the eighth power. And so I started the story, um, and, and very much having Citizen Kane in mind with this, with a scene that brought up a lot more questions than it did answers. And it sort of introduced some of the characters that were important and it brought about some of the deaths that were also important, but kept you wondering. Then I shot across, literally across the continent to someone else that was important and introduced him and his situation and why he was in danger, even before explaining where in the world this danger came from. And I did that intentionally because once I stopped there and I'm like, okay, You've seen some people die over this. You've seen a guy that you like in danger over this. So let me just pause right there very briefly and give you just a little bit of background. And I spread all this background over the eight books as much as possible and made each individual section as short as possible and just, you know, get to the point of it. And, and so that, I knew that I, I needed just a, a, a very, very large amount of exposition in this book. And so this was kind of my approach to getting kind of uh, taking care of it. The, and it all depends on the story. But if you can get away with none at all, then... You know, that, that sort of, you can, you can kind of build your, your, your narrative momentum even more without worrying about shifting into neutral for several pages or several paragraphs or whatever the case may be. And, um, 
and go that way. You know, I haven't read all of Game of Thrones, but I don't recall running into any expo- exposition in those books. Everything that's explained is explained in narration. And that's pretty interesting. I mean, that, that, that's very interesting to me. Um, there's, uh, <clears throat> in the show and in the comic of, um, uh, The Walking Dead, it's, it's very much the same way. You know, there are a few flashbacks here and there, but mostly not, you know, mostly where people came from and how they got here is told in the story itself. Um, movies and television, it, exposition is a lot harder for them without it, without like literal voiceover narration in the opening credits, which, eh, you know, happens a lot, but, um, you know, the, the, the text scroll for, for Star Wars, you know, that's, that's the, that's the exposition you get in Star Wars. And that's it because it's a lot harder to do for the, for the prose writer. That's going to be the temptation because the, the it, it's always, it's so easy to do. It's so easy to just pop in as the narrator and explain something really, really quickly. And we need to be asking that question. Do I have the momentum to carry us through this? And do I have the necessity to tell it at all? Or can it actually be told if I do need it? Can I tell it in narration form instead of exposition form? That's going to produce a, a, a much stronger work. The point of all this is not to say don't do exposition. Look, Citizen Kane did it. If it's good enough for Orson Welles, it's good enough for you and me. <laughs> but the point is to be careful with it. The point is to do it, to approach it deliberately and to understand what's going on in the works, in the gears, as you are uh, expositing something. And that way you can maintain control of your audience, of your reader, and you can kind of carry your reader through that without losing their interest, without losing their secondary belief. So I think that's going to about do it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, uh, you know, if I'm healthy, if the Lord is willing, we'll be back next week for, uh, for another episode. Always do appreciate you tuning in. And until next week, never, 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 never stop telling stories to one another. See you then. <laughs>